Welcome to Row 2 Play Podcast. I am your game master, Kent Blue. We are an actual play podcast where I play tabletop role-playing games with my friends from all over the world. So if you're ready, grab a player sheet, grab some dice, and let's roll to play. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Roto Play Podcast. I am your host, Kent Blue. This week, I am so happy to bring you a chat that myself and Kristen Devine of Dice Up Games had with Grant Howitt and Chris Taylor of Rowan, Rook, and Deckard. We sat down and talked about their source book for the game Spire, which is currently funded on Kickstarter called Strata. It's a source book of high and low society in Spire. And, you know, if you pay attention to any of the social media feeds for Roto Play, you know how much I love Spire. It is probably my favorite game out there right now, and I am so excited to have just more content for it. All the content for, for Spire that's been put out so far right now is amazing, and now Grant and Chris have opened it up for additional writers. And I tell you, the the, the campaign frames uh, that, that, they, that Grant and Chris talk about on this episode are just amazing and so fun. There's some really cool and interesting just just uh, kind of outside-the-norm campaign frames that I cannot wait to get to the table. So, yeah, um, head out to, to Kickstarter. Strata has about nine days left to go. Like I said, it's funded. It is just trucking through stretch goes. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a real thing. You can pick up a, a copy of the core book. If you missed that Kickstarter and haven't bought it yet, you can add that onto your pledge. Lots of pledge levels. Go check it out. Link is down in the show notes. And then, yeah, uh, let's get on with this just wonderful chat that I had with Grant and Chris. I always love having Grant on and it was such a pleasure to have Chris on as well. And thank big thank you to Kristen Devine for coming on and, and sitting in a second chair on this. So let's get right into it as we talk about Strata, which is a source book for the Spire RPG currently up on Kickstarter. All right, so we are here to talk with Grant Howitt and Chris Taylor about uh, their upcoming Kickstarter. Well, actually, the Kickstarter is live right now mm-hmm. uh, as you're listening to this. Thanks to the magic str- of audio. Yeah, yeah, and, and time and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, causality, but, um, linear futures, it's fine. <laughs> but we're here to talk about uh, Strata. Is that how, how we're pronouncing it? Or yeah. You pronounce it however you feel, mate. All right, yeah, which is, which is a source book for the game Spire, mm. which is just a game that I'm, I'm absolutely in love with. I've been reading it just constantly this weekend, actually. Awesome. So. Yeah, planning for a to run a campaign of it. So. Awesome. Was that a little cat I heard, or was that your dog, Chris? <laughs> that wasn't my dog. Oh, whose whose cat was that? Uh, I don't have a cat. I don't have a cat either. Holy <laughs> shit! Whose cat was that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a ghost cat. There's a cat on the line. <laughs> <laughs> it's our fifth person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's pronounced yeah, Strata. Um, kit. We, I think we should maybe copyright the phrase Kickstarter. I think that could go quite well. 
Oh just yeah, are, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just for future times we re-release this product. Yeah, or just in case anyone tries to eat our lunch. Yeah. Um, Chris, <laughs> why, why didn't you tell the nice people about the game? Uh, about Strata itself or Spire? Oh, good question. Mm. Do we need the broader well, spectrum? Yeah. Or? Let's, let's yeah, talk about Stra- let's talk about Spire, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so Spire is um, Drow rebellion against weirdly aesthetic high elves in uh, a mile high city. Um, the drow have been subjugated by the the high elves and they're fighting their rebellion and trying to reclaim a city that was once theirs. And it is brutal and weird and horribly dark if you mm. look at any of the playtests play we've ever done. Yeah, the book itself isn't like hella edgy, no. I don't think, but the game goes towards getting shot in the street. Yeah, that seems to be the general theme in the in the in the you will try you will try to mount a rebellion and you will be shot in the street. And so you know it's kind of a fun time game to just to like beer and pretzels, relax with your friends for the family. Yeah, yeah, for the, yeah, 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 for grandma. <laughs> uh, it's. I mean, it depends on your grandma. Mine could mine could have fought in a revolution. I'm pretty sure. That's entirely but, likely. <clears throat> oh yeah, she was a vicious woman. Vicious. It was the rum that killed her. So the uh and Strata is a is our first big uh expansion. We've had uh we've had one one smaller expansion written by us called Black Magic, which had the rules of Blood Witches in. Uh, the Blood Witches is one of the uh uh, classes represented in the actual play we had on Kent's uh, podcast a little while ago. Um, and we are interested in, re- in talking more about Spire, really, in writing more about it, because we really like it. And we we ended up having to cut some stuff from the book and ended up, like, we've, we've always got ideas which we want to push forward. And we were planning to do a, uh, a low society Um uh, source book in sorry high society source book because uh, I like writing about parties basically yeah and uh, we when we and then we were also toying with doing um, some some adventures from other people as well and we figured why not sort of roll all these in together and write and write also the inverse of the high society book the low society book uh, and that's what Strata is it's the richest and poorest places in Spire and also we got some other authors in to do some of the work which is lovely. Oh yes, and always recommend oh, that. Well, that's one question I had. If you're at a point you want to kind of talk about who who is doing writing for the book, uh, which mm. I guess when this comes out, the Kickstarter will be live probably for yeah. a week or two. So, um, let's hope all of our authors are still involved. <laughs> <laughs> let's go with that. Um, we have so who should we lead with, Chris? Start with the ones that are definitely in the book. Because some people book. Okay. Yeah, okay. So definitely in the book. We have Christine Beard is writing us something. So she's done some work for Onyx Path. Uh, she did some work on Changeling, I think. And um, what was the other one? Cavaliers of Mars. She's done some work with that. She's doing an excellent stretch. She's doing an excellent uh, adventure called Eye of the Beholder, uh, which is about... Um, surgery as art which yeah. is pretty grim and and rescuing the uh, the fallout from that uh, so that's and that's that, that's 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 more of a shorter one which would look like we're, we're viewing that more as like a one short or, or more like less than less of a campaign and more of a the sort of thing which you can give people a taste of spire with 
Uh, we've got uh, Pauline Chan, who I don't know what she's written. But has she done much before, Pauline Chan? I honestly don't know. I don't I remember who that. wrote what. Yeah, my sincere yeah. apologies. Pauline Chan, um, if you're incredibly famous, um, great. But that's not why we hired you. <laughs> we, hi- uh, we, we hired Pauline Chan because she had this incredible pitch. It's called, it's called Lines in the Dirt. And basically, it's a low society campaign which takes place in... Uh, derelictus and within derelictus this sort of tenement which uh so derelictus is the is the lowest of the low it's a really grimy uh underspire uh, district and she's doing a kowloon wall city style, uh, style adventure where you and your uh, the other people living in this tenement block get um what's the word evicted Yes, you get evicted. Um, and you have to stop that from happening and it's just a really small story uh, and obviously, yeah. there's bigger ramifications, but it's such a nice, um, it's such a such a great uh, microcosm of the overall ideas behind Spire. Yeah, and I mean, what, it's probably quite interesting to, uh, to to put in here how we got people to come and write onto on, yeah, on Strata actually, that's, that's because we just put out an open call over Twitter and Facebook and the like, and got so many people throwing these fantastic ideas at us. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, we I think we got a, over a hundred people submitting just like five hundred word pitches. Yeah, for for hundred words, hundred word pitches yeah. for what they thought um, could be interesting to tell a story in this ridiculous dystopia. Mm. Um, <laughs> and that one really caught us because there's a lot of far-reaching implications to spire campaigns. You're messing with the the machinery of of politics. And of running a city and you're claiming huge districts for the revolution and all sorts of stuff. And this was about one broken tenement block um, and this sort of run down location and how much it meant to you. And that's, that's one of the core things about Spire is like that we, when we were designing, it was like, what have you got to lose? Mm. Um, and this is very much your home and everything else. And it was lovely. What about the other two? Oh, sorry, what about the other three adventures in the core book, Chris? Can you go through those? I could have had it open. Oh, Can okay. You... Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I made you with the voice. Uh, there's Dark Harvest by Chris Farnell. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that one. I do, yes. So <laughs> Chris Farnell is um, doing his Dark Harvest, which is a rural horror adventure, which is very grounded in like English folklore. Um, Chris grew um, up in English folklore. I, I'm still in English folklore right now. Like it's happening yeah. outside that window. It's really creepy. Chris lives in the middle of nowhere. Uh, yes, in um, Suffolk, West Sussex. 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 Yes, West Sussex. Um, and I live in East London, which is quite. It's basically free of folklore. Yes, <laughs> whereas <laughs> people, really have people around here go wassailing, where they sing and dance and get rid of evil spirits from apple trees. So we get more cider. <laughs> well, better cider, more cider, more cider. Yeah, and the yeah, final one, yeah, the final one of the core book, uh, which we're not writing, is um, lines. Nope, the Forgotten by Lawrence Phillips. God, we're so good at this promotion shit, aren't we? Aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> this is like, thing, like no, normally like... we've been working on something for like a year, yeah, and it's ingrained in every action we mm. do. We know exactly what's going on, and now we've kind of let, pushed our baby out the door and gone. Go on, get on with it. There you go. And other people are messing with it. 
and it's great, but it's it feels really weird it being out of our hands. Yeah, there's, and I, there's I like, kind of love it. There's there's like there's 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 the desire to be like, no, you must do it this way. But actually, part of the way we've worked inspire um, with. Our, uh, with our artist uh, Adrian Stone and our other artist Tim Wilkinson Lewis, who does the maps and uh, a lot of the newspaper and then the newspaper clippings we did, is we'd rather give them free reign and let them just bend cannon over their knee and give it a thorough spanking than than try and stick to some massive document because Adrian is not about to read all of a role playing book before he illustrates it, and I respect that. He's got he's got better things to do with his time. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we have we have a deliberately loose grasp on canon, and I think also because everyone who runs a game, it's when what that's I mean even something as um, as detailed and as cut and dried as Forgotten Realms say everyone's game of Forgotten Realms is different because it's going through the lens of the players and the GMs, and I think we wanted to we wanted to write a game initially which supported that. And so, like the way you advance, inspire is to uh, is to change the world around you, and that was that means that at the end of a successful spire campaign, it will not look like the one in the book, and that was that was on purpose. I think we wanted to give people room to maneuver. Yeah, I think it really you know reading through this weekend uh, and when I'd read through it before, it really feels that way. Um, you know, I'd said it's 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 kind of a really fully realized world, but still not so like not so many details that it like locks you into a certain canon, you know? Yeah. And like one of the things we were very careful of is that there's no definitive answer to anything. (laughs) (laughs) It actually took a lot of work to do that rather than just, yeah, sure. Like um, you'll notice uh, very early in the book that there's a, there's a box out that says what actually is Spire and there's 17 answers for it. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's right. a couple I, I know there's a couple instances in the book where you like offer a bunch of things and then you'll come behind and say but none of that's true yeah yeah like <laughs> we just completely wipe out a paragraph like nah it's not true it's fine and, and like there's no there's no canon reason why Spire is either like we don't know we haven't written that down anywhere I think it's more interesting if all of them and none of them are simultaneously true yeah and it's really interesting hearing back from people who've run it before mm. about their version of spire and how radically different it is yeah. um but still follows the the core themes and puts players in this really difficult um decision making space um and just forces them to make a choice mm. um and it's really interesting like we had um somebody running games at Gen Con because we live in England, which is very far away from Gen Con. Although we are going next year. Yeah, we are. Um, and the games they were running there were just so different to ours, and it's lovely to hear that. Mm. I did want to ask, now that you guys, um, now the game has been played by many people, what what do you think is the coolest thing you've heard someone do with the campaign, with the game so far? Oh, God. Um, we have... <laughs> Somebody who's doing, um, he's, he's, we have a Discord server for rather than, a, essentially rather than a Reddit. Mm-hmm. So people can chat in live uh, real time and play games on there if they want. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how they've run, they've run sort of four or five mini campaigns of Spire, sort of four or five sessions long, completely separate. Um, and now what they're doing is before they move away from their gaming group, they're having one, PC from each group join up for the final push up Spire. So they're linking them all together in this constant narrative. 
um, of like, well, these these people have taken over this district. This is now part of the revolution. How does that affect the secondary part of that? Um, and it's really interesting to see somebody just take it and run with it. I think the coolest thing I heard is that one um, GM reported that they had given two of their players nightmares about the game. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's when you know you're doing it right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. When you, you're like, when you when you when you get into their dreams, that's always good. <laughs> Yeah, it's, that's uh, definitely what we're promoting: psychological damage. It's been. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so I've, I've, I think. I think the the the, the happiest I've been, the coolest thing I've seen. Um, uh, an old friend of mine from Australia. Um, he tweeted out this picture of him getting getting his game up, and a bunch of my a bunch of people who I sort of tangentially knew were also playing, and like they all got dressed up. Um, not like as drow, but like in sort of like kind of sexy drowish clothing, and they had like candles lit, and they had the maps laid out on the table, and um, just like they 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 they'd taken this thing which Chris and I had built, and they'd, they'd sort of they'd really leaned into it and really got into it, and it's been so exciting to see to, to have the capacity to, to to build something which people can luxuriate in. Because we were, we have previously uh, strayed away from doing work which has very deep settings, which has very well deep isn't the right word, but involves settings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of the stuff that our company produces is things like Honey Heist. Yeah, we do one page games. You know, which is fun, quick, quick to pick up and play. You get a great, mm. a great game out of it. Um, but this game really kind of pushes the player a little bit. Um, mm. And makes them interact with the world very differently. Yeah, I, I think as well. Like the the last Kickstarter we did before Spire was a game called Unbound, which didn't really land as well as Spire did. Probably not heard of it. I imagine you've not heard of it. Um, it you know it did okay, uh, yeah. but it was it was a it was a universal role playing game. It was a uh, it was a means of generating a world and the plot as you made the characters at the same time. So everyone sat around and everything sort of grew up out of each other. It, mm-hmm. it does an incredible session zero. Uh, it's very good, and the combat's like the Chris thinks it's great. I think it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm very proud of that comment. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Actually, shit, we're, we're on a podcast, aren't we? We both <laughs> think it's great, and you should buy it from our website. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but that was that was a universal role playing game, and so we had to resist putting any setting in that. And like, we did multiple passes on the book to make sure we hadn't let any setting sneak in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which so was being able to just cut loose yeah. and just oh. no, jumping it on with a trowel. Was wonderful. It's really nice. Like Chris and I are very much into uh, Unknown Armies. I think is I think that's probably the game which we both like the most together. <laughs> yes, I think that's the fair. Like if, if if you had to add together the love we had for a game, and Chris uh, and Chris is very much into um, Delta Green, and I very much like Dark Heresy, uh, or at least the uh, the Warhammer Forty Thousand setting, and so we got to like those are all fairly rich worlds fairly manky strange worlds which are made of things jammed together at odd angles about juxtapositions and we got to do that and we got to write our own game and no one can take it off us because we have the ip <laughs> <laughs> it's legally binding legally binding yeah Although we are on, I think we're still on page 10 of Drive Through RPG when you search for Spire. So we've got a way to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it turns yeah, out. That Everyone bad. named their game Spire. <laughs> it's a very popular name. Mm. So do you have like, um, and you don't have to go into specifics or anything, but other authors that, that are going to be writing through like Stretch Goes or. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, the stretch goal authors. Yeah, uh, sorry, so we, we we really go on tangents. So please just like crowbar us back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. It's very interesting to me. So yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to stop it. <laughs> uh, like, I mean, like these these tangents have at least involved games. So there's that. That is very true. Uh, okay, so the stretch goals um, are again. This is at time of recording. Apologies if this hasn't survived. Um, we, have, uh, awesome. we have we have a chap called Coman Fallard. Um, God, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, who's writing a game called The Sulfurous Press. Uh, and The Sulfurous Press is about setting up a a printing press to make a newsletter, which you then advertise through Spire. Sorry, which you then... Uh, what's the word? Not advertise. Propaganda. It's like advertising for governments. Propaganda. Uh, you propagandize through Spire uh, with that. And in fact, uh, that ties into one of the classes we're writing for the book. Yes, yeah, we Can are. talk about the classes? Yeah, let's talk about the classes. Yeah, if okay. They're either really excited to see the classes or they want to know what could have been. Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, at present, one of the classes which we're working on, we're currently testing them, is the Gazetteer. The Gazetteer is, a, is, a, is basically a, an illegal publisher. And so... How we can have that as a how we can have that as a class, and how we can use the distribution of information, and also having like how you can rep and how you can take other people and represent them and big them up, and how you can uh, get assets and bonds and relationships, and then how you can manipulate those to push you to push you forward. So a very social character. Uh, and the other one is we don't even have a title for the other one yet, do we? We don't have a name for him. No, the the placeholder is just spy. But that's not really what they are. Uh, they generate uh, cover identities, um, <laughs> like they, like they use the facsimile of other people as ablative armor, essentially. Mm-hmm. So they can pretend to be in the city guard and sneak in there, um, or they can be somebody who goes to high society dinners, or mm-hmm. and they're sort of a social chameleon type. Um, but as they progress, they start gaining these abilities where they start to lose themselves and are only the the personas that they pretend to be. Mm. We're doing some um, interesting stuff with like with playing with the resistances and like where you can allocate stress and like if your cover identity gets stabbed, can you write that off as just being your cover identity rather than you? That yeah. sort of thing. Because this is because this is Spire and it, get, it all gets weird and it gets mystical. Uh, but having, having the ability, because like, like the main the main goddess in the game is a goddess of misdirection and shadows and strangeness, and so being able to play with like what your identity is and how you how you identify as a revolutionary and uh, what and what of yourself you're willing to give up is something which we played with a little bit and we're really interested in exploring some more. Um, however, those are the classes. Uh, second up, we have Home is where the hatred is. It's a great name. Uh, it's by Helen. That Gould. is a great name. Uh, that's by Helen Gould, who did she did one of the scenarios in Cthulhu Dark. What's the other thing she wrote in Chris? Uh, Fear sharp little needles. Uh, yeah. Did you impress? Cool um, Cthulhu style adventure thing. Um, I, I just got that book from Kickstarter. Cool. Well, she's in it. Yeah, um, she's in there. Helen's <laughs> well. Um, she's uh, she's she's also going to be editing the book, but she submitted um, and we yeah. So she's doing um, your what? No, upstairs, downstairs. Um, what's the modern version of upstairs, downstairs called? Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's basically Downton Abbey, except all the posh people are, are evil undead elves, uh, <gasps> and fantastic. all of the um, all of the staff that play the characters. 
And it's about taking over a single house and about fighting that single house. So that's really exciting. We're into that. And and like that kind of those small crimes you can get away with in the beginning Mm. um, and then chancing your arm and seeing how far you can push this. Um, So it's going to be really interesting to see how Helen plays with like the political dynamics of a, Mm. of a very upmarket household. Mm. Really interesting to see. Especially when you can't just stab your way out of every problem. Although I assume some problems, given the Helen's writing. Somebody's going to try it. You know it's going to happen. We have uh, Iron Shrike by Ben Brock, which asks the fascinating question, how do you kill a place? Mm. You are tasked with taking out uh, a, a underspire, a legal marketplace, um, which is filled with uh, people who worship the god of predatory capitalism. And that's... Wow. Like, yeah, we got that picture and we were like, oh, fuck, we got to put that in the book. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's amazing. Taking the box yeah. next to that one. Yeah, that's hella unknown armies as well. Just like, like, or, or like, like that's that's something that, that Chris and I like thinking that sort of slightly wanky high concept thing. Like, how would one kill a place? And it's not, <laughs> it, it's not just blowing it up. It's not just burning down the stores because the people remain and you can't just kill, you can't go around and kill the people because they're people and that may be a bad thing. And so it's about how, how can you dispel the existence of a location? That's really sexy and exciting. And also it's got some really nice, it, because of like the way that they're writing it, like you can change the marketplace for something else mm. and still use much the same uh, plot mm. line. Yeah, one thing actually which, which we were really keen to do with uh, most of our settings, uh, m- most of the adventures we're writing, is to take is to have them as a, a something which you can pull apart and use in different ways. So um, I'm, I, I run a weekly game of Spire, and I and to save on time and my own overworked brain, I simply go through things that, I, that Chris and I have already written, uh, hack them up, and mush them together into a working campaign. And a lot of those are things like so. It's like I'll take the table from one game, I'll take like a random dice table from one thing, and an NPC from another campaign. We're working on that sort of thing, and just mush them all together. And we wanted, we're, we're really keen that every adventure has at least something which you can take away from it if you don't run the game. Yeah. So little extra rules, little things like that, and like yeah, the idea of Iron Strike is if, if you're not killing a market, what could you kill? That's I think there's there's definitely room for adaptation there. Oh yeah, that, that is awesome. I, lo- I love that idea of, of, of killing a, um, a place or, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. We have the illustrious Kira McGran writing for us. Uh, mm-hmm. She's doing... Just Sorry? Her Kickstarter just funded. Oh, yes, yeah, at nice time of recording. Yes. Yeah, it, it is doing very well. Yeah, yeah, that's that quite exciting, uh, she's doing a story called Glass Helm, which is about reimagining computing, but in the spire. So, so what that's like, because we we have one computer, and I think it's riddled with ghosts as far as canon goes. <laughs> um, so we're interested in seeing like what, how can we take the ideas behind computing and behind um, like el- like electronic intrusion, electronic countermeasures, and that sort of thing, um, and apply those to a system which runs on brains and blood and magic and books, and. Yeah, because one of the one of the really interesting things about Spire is in its DNA, there's an awful lot of cyberpunk. Yeah, um, yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't know it when you just like look at the cover because it's a it's a fantasy game with elves in it. Um, to be fair, we do have neon lights on the cover. That's fair, but the but the tech <laughs> level is is just approaching guns. Mm. Like guns are not everywhere, but they are accessible. Um, and we've kind of moved hacking into ma- into occult magic. So, for instance, one of the classes is, is called the midwife, uh, who is very spider-themed. Uh, 
and a midwife can um, put her hand on a building and just send out a swarm of tiny spiders, which is Ooh. essentially like hacking into the CCTV of the building. Mm-hmm. They can see all the angles inside and detect heartbeats and all sorts of stuff. That, like uh, yeah. when we were writing up the classes a while ago, we started off with, "Okay, we want a hacker, but we want them to be magic. How can we make hacking abilities available through blood magic?" And then that was like, I think, seven iterations of Spire back. So that sort of yeah. ended up getting chopped up and spread out through other classes. But the other thing, the, the other thing aside from unknown armies and Delta Green and Dark Heresy, which we love, is Cyberpunk. <laughs> so we've just, yeah, we've just we've taken all of our favorite things and made them kiss, and then they, and then an elf came out, and that's fine. <laughs> and final, the final stretch goal, um, a time of a time of speaking, is a game called Bisquiet by Zalavia Nelson Junior. Correctly, I, I, I believe it's a play on words of um, disquiet. Yes, I believe so. Um, Bisquiet is uh, so it's by Zalavia Nelson Jr., who's done some lovely um, indie games in the past, and he is—he's obviously he's like twelve. <laughs> it's like, so like, like he's, like, I think he's, he's twenty-one years old. He's moving all around the world and doing like he's—I he's, think he's—he's he's, he's starting his starting a university degree somewhere, and he's just really clever and good. And it's quite—it's—it's yeah. it's, and so yeah, I, but I decided to hire him rather than just be jealous. Um, but um, Bisquiet is uh, a game about fighting um, injustice and uh, cruelty through the medium of baked goods. Not joking, you run a bakery. Wow. Yeah, wow. you run a bakery, um, which uh, you have a basically running the bakery gives you carte blanche. It gives you access to places and it gives you access to their stomachs. And it's this really nice campaign set where basically you start up with this bakery and then it gets popular and how do you tackle that and how do you leverage that as ministry agents uh so that's yeah the, 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 those are all of our current stretch goals that we can announce some more in which case dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, I keep thinking that I listen to one that you guys describe and I, I think, okay, that's my favorite. That's the one I want to feature on a show. Um, and then you describe the next one. So now my biggest problem is how am I going to find time in my life to play all of them? Because <laughs> they I mean, all I'm sound brilliant. I'm in love with this bakery idea now. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's a wonderful it, idea. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that, I mean, people, everybody has to eat. So, I mean, that'd be yeah. a perfect entry point to, to, to get in and take someone out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, and, think, and- I think one of the reasons that we fell in love with it is because in this like hundred word pricey that we get sent, it starts off with essentially, so you're you're all drow and you run a bakery. Like, all right, that's right. kind of weird. And as, as as you read the pricey, it gets more and more sinister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just yeah, we we need to see where this is going. One of the one of the NPCs is an official yeast strangler, and. He's offered us no more details, and I don't want to hear them. No, I want to be yeah. surprised about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, just, just like, just like, thrill me, Zelovia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, that's all I need for that one is yeah. the strangler. And so, so like, we we picked, um, we I think we picked fewer than ten percent of the people who applied have like made it through to this final stage, as it were. Wow. Um, but so, like, we got a hell of a lot of applications. But it's really great to have taken these and, like 
see people do stuff with the world and see and like and see how they're changing it and like how they're taking the individual elements of spire and being like okay we're going to bring these two things together how does that like how does that change we're going to we're going to change one thing about the world and then mm-hmm. we start telling stories which is how chris and i write our campaigns as well like what's what's new here and how does everyone else react to that yeah oh should, chris we should talk about our campaign as well we should um but i, I yeah go on do that first Okay, um, so very briefly, uh, the uh, the the cursed lineage of Staris, um, who the drowned king, so called, because that's what happened to all of their kings about five hundred years ago when everyone fell out with them. Essentially, um, they were so atrocious and awful as leaders of the Drow that they were summarily executed by the Drow people, and um, they they come back to Spire and try and take it over. And that's and that's kind of that's our that's our the one that Chris and I are writing, and we're we're still shuffling the pieces around to try and work out how to make the how to make it land properly. But we have a mad queen arriving who's going to try and take over Spire uh, for the Drow, so that's good. But also mad, so you know. And it's um it's really like we really want to make the players ally with the Elfir against other Drow. Yeah. We think that would be a tremendous amount of fun. It is very Macbeth. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that is very interesting. Yeah. Uh, just a lot, you know, allying with the people that I guess have kind of held them down and took over, took over Spire. Yeah. Or yeah. or allying with these other people against the Elfir, and like, and how does that change? And how 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 can you broker between different different parts? Because you're not going to get anywhere by fighting each other all the time. So how can you come to a compromise? Um, and the thing about compromises is no one's really happy. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, it's gonna be. It, it's been interesting seeing people interface with it in the playtesting we've been doing yeah. for it, um, because some people have been very gung ho and like, well, let's just charge in and kill them, and some people are like, no, 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 we do this slowly. We take over the press. We start putting. <laughs> we, we start spreading rumors about them, so they get thrown out of social engagements. <laughs> it's it's been wonderful having half a group. They're just going, no, no, no. We just shoot them in the face. And the other half going <laughs> full subterfuge. And so we've got some of the playtest group half allying to the to, to, to the these new drow, and the others half allying to the Elfair. And so you got inter-party conflict as well. Wow. Um, it's been it's really fun. entertaining. Yes, I think that's everything. <laughs> Oh, and, and and also as well. Sorry, I, I should mention it's not just those adventures. We we do we've done, um, we've got huge sections on high society and low society. So the bits are on uh, so like the 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 frozen kingdom of Amaranth where the high elves live, and uh, fantasy Las Vegas, which is the silver quarter, um, Perch, which is a shanty town which has been nailed directly to the side of Spire where they worship the gods and their ropes. <laughs> Um, Derelictus. We've got a section on the uh, the games which the which the children play in Derelictus uh, to try and teach them how not to get eaten by um, cannibals. Yeah, I think I think that's that's something that's worth calling out here is that we've written like this book is two large source books strapped together with all these adventures on the end. Mm-hmm. So that it's not just these adventures, but each yeah. of the yeah. source books and um, the they're broken down by area. And then each area is through a different lens. So when we're looking at Derelictus, which is the the grimiest of slum, everything in there is as known by the children of that area. 
So it's children's folk tales and children's rhymes and children's games. And how they see the elf here. We just got we've got, we've got these like several weird paragraphs alluding to the golden ones, uh, which is which is like because the elf here never come down this far. So they're kind of like they're kind of like myths and legends, a bit like the sky. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. kind of fun. Like like yeah. so having reinterpretations and different angles is kind of cool. Yeah. And it's that thing of making everything a, a plot hook that can be used and everything yeah. interpretable by the player rather than um, a hard and fast cannon. Mm-hmm. We, although yeah, we, we do have rules for hard and fast cannons. We do. <laughs> we do have weapon rules in the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, uh, is Adrian Stone coming back to do new art for the game? God, or yeah. do you have any- Anybody oh, else? Okay, yeah, that, that's yeah, kind of what yeah. I figured. But yeah, we got AD in there, thankfully. Um, yeah, he, we 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 get on very well with AD, and he uh, he he draws what's basically what's in our heads without him having to ask us to without, without us having to ask him too hard. It which is, is good. It's wonderful. Like we give AD a paragraph of text, if well, that a line. Yeah, it's like a line, some sentences, maybe a paragraph, and some very complicated pictures, and. He drew the entirety of Spire for us from that. Yeah. Wow. Um, like, he got it so hard mm. and did it so perfectly and got these stark, angular, like, mm. brutalist di- um, drawings out of it. Yeah. And, and the thing is, and like, like I was saying earlier, it's his own take. So, like, his version is, I think, more cyberpunk than the book, uh, than the text. And he's got a drone in one of the pictures, which we didn't authorize, but he drew it. And we're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Fucking <laughs> guess there's drone. <laughs> so, so that sort of thing um but thankfully yeah we've got him back on to illustrate as well and we've got tim in uh tim so the guy who did the maps is doing a full newspaper this time he's doing i think oh. uh, 12 page 40 i don't know how many pages uh, but yeah. he's doing a full newspaper and the plan is this is this is this is gonna <laughs> be really very hard God, fingers crossed this made it through um uh he's good like the newspaper will be a companion um accessory to strata because it will have all of the campaigns in it so so, so 12 you, page newspaper will function as a handout for each and every one of the adventures in the book yes oh, wow. and also it's going to be full of the standard um weird fantasy bullshit that tim puts in there which i i adore <laughs> i laugh that up i can't get enough of it well, I mean, the, the, the map that Tim did, the really detailed one, <laughs> yeah. is just incredible. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think I was just looking at that thing for like half an hour of mm. one day, just going through different different parts of it. It's yeah. a really lovely uh, player aid as well, just to put it on the table. Yeah, yeah. and like we, mm-hmm. we, we sell that in like high-definition A2 um, poster print. And we've been at conventions with this, and we've had people who just like don't notice we're talking to them because they're they're looking through the map and finding all these tiny little things <laughs> hidden away. Um, it's wonderful to see. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm just look over my questions. I just right. Oh, I have one, Kent. Yeah, go for it. Go for yeah. it. Um, <clears throat> are you going to be able to get the core book as part of of this Kickstarter? Yes. Yes, you 100% are. Yes, the Kickstarter is sort of how we afford a reprint. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're um we're, we're I'm pleased to announce that we're we're running low on copies of Spire basically. So um this can act as a means of generating funds to put out another another reprint. So um either we I think we should have it available as part as part of the main Kickstarter, but if not, it will definitely be available through the backer kit. 
uh, that you'll be able to, to add on a copy of Spire and the maps and basically everything we've got on there. You should be able to put it on there because you know it, it seems seems weird not to make money. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a couple of small things that are keeping 100% exclusive from people who backed us the first time. Yeah, the uh, um, the... Like the original newspaper clippings um, and the limited edition from that run only only come from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, think that's a book or whatever from this one. That's something a book or whatever. Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Oh, you can get a really exciting book. I um, <laughs> that's the thing. Like um, one one of the things which I uh, this is going to sound a bit daft, but I liked it back in the old days when I couldn't buy role playing games easily. <laughs> uh, okay. by, by which I, by which I mean there was kind of uh, there was kind of an element of discovery and surprise and excitement of of, of going to a shop. So I grew, I grew up in um, in Portugal, uh, so I didn't really have English language role playing games I could play uh, mm. available. So the 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 concept of going to a shop and finding a book was pretty rare and exciting for me. And so whatever I could find and then save up money to afford, I'd buy. And so there was a real element of rarity and excitement and like being lured in. Oh, I've sort of half heard of this one. Yeah, I can't wait to buy it. Which did unfortunately lead to me buying Sight Unseen Cyberpunk 3.0, <laughs> uh, which is um, every single piece of art in that game is an action man or Barbie doll uh, photographed and with a green filter over it. And I paid £30 for it in 2006. And I'm, I still haven't forgiven uh, Pondsmith. <laughs> Pondsmith. Anyway, um, but I, I, we wanted we, like one of the things with the newspaper clippings and with a special edition, but also with the one page, the one page RPGs which we release, is we kind of want to have that weird sort of oh yeah, I've got the back page of this. So we only ever release back pages as physical things. You can get them at cons, you can buy them through the site. Um, I presume they're online somewhere. I, I hope someone's pirated them. Maybe they're they not have. quite popular. Yeah. Good. Oh, very good. Very good. Um, so, yes, you have to steal them if you want them, basically. Uh, I'm proud want... we have been widely pirated. Yes. Chris Chris, Chris maintains a connection in the seedier parts of the internet, just making sure that we're being pirated enough. <laughs> it's free advertising. Yeah, it shows we're popular. It's free advertising, but it's also free books, which doesn't earn us any money. Right. Pretty much guarantee they also buy the books. Yeah, like if, and that's that's the thing. Like when when we were growing up, we we pirated books as well. Um, and it, I think I think everyone does it, um, especially when you're younger. If you don't have enough disposable income to do it, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start distributing PDFs for free. But I'm not gonna I'm not hugely bothered about about, about people sharing around PDFs. Um, but yes, so having having something physical and exclusive, and having the like the back pages of those one page games. So there's a honey high spell list. Which has thirty. It has thirty six spells, and they're only available oh. in physical form. Um, and they, they have things like um, uh, chandelier friend. There is always a chandelier in every room you are in, and summon Jesus, who has the drive and heal skills. <laughs> oh so my like, god! So you, 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 Jesus, take the wheel, and then he appears and drives you get away <gasps> car for a little while. That's kind of fun. Well, you, you can buy it through <laughs> our website, roadrookanddecker.com forward slash shop. Kent, I believe you had a question. Um, I might have, but then I got distracted by Jesus take the will. And <laughs> I mean, that's Who isn't distracted by that? <laughs> yeah, all the all the other all, all the back pages for um the one pages are just ridiculous. And the, most of them start with a joke 
like yeah. we, we, they get written by a joke like we're on the back page of jason statham's big vacation is oh, what is it Brian Cranston's title? big expansion. Brian Cranston's big expansion. <laughs> oh wow! Written by Brian Cranston. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> what we did is we just took the first paragraph off of Wikipedia for Brian Cranston and changed it all into the first person. I was to say, like um, Brian Cranston is an actor, producer, screenwriter, and says, "Hi, I'm Brian Cranston, actor, producer, screenwriter." <laughs> <laughs> Most famous for my work in Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. The entire thing is just some Brian Cranston facts and put them around here. I did a drawing of Brian Cranston, uh, which was not good enough to go in. And if you see how bad my drawing of Jason Statham was. Uh, that, that tells you it is on my desk and he his his dead eyes haunt me every day <laughs> maybe you can share that with your patreon backers uh, no i mean I, I mean that should be a reward we got we did um we did uh uh unplayable game poems and all of the all of those words are in inverted commas that Chris yes. and I sat down and tried to write as many short games as possible. It was that we had uh, Mark Ruffalo's uh, writing Buffaloes, Gillian uh, G- Anderson's <laughs> Banter Song. Yep. Um, What's one? I can't remember. They're, 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 they're all, they all just have the same cadence as Jason Statham's Big Vacation. The price is white, in which you have to, in which you have to guess whether cards are higher or lower in exchange for levels. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, yeah. It's, it's, it's very, oh, and um, where's the beef? Which is the game in which you hide a joint of beef in someone's living room, uh, and, and the longer they take to find it, the better. And now I want to say the best part of that game is when you play it multiplayer, because when they find one joint of beef, they go, "Who the fuck would put a joint of beef in my living?" Well, at least I found it now, but they haven't found all of them, have they? And that's that's when the real game starts. I mean, I feel like that's an unintentional game I play with my kids, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> they leave <laughs> it's you amazing what you'll <laughs> what you'll find under a couch cushion <laughs> oh so glad i don't have children i can, I can leave my beef unguarded <laughs> um let's see are there any like other add-ons that that are part of the kickstarter um i know sometimes like well oh, crap i lost it mid 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 talking um <laughs> Yeah, just any other add-ons. We'll just leave it at that. Do you want to take that question again, or should we should we go for that delivery? <laughs> <laughs> nah. Yeah, cool, okay. Um, I'll piece it together from what other, I'm angled. Um, so we've got the newspaper. Um, we've got the uh, the book. I, I, we've got the, the the we've got Strata the book and the ability to add on a copy of the core book if you don't already have it. Well, when this does fund at the highest level possible, um, when is fulfillment expected? Uh... <laughs> Uh, please talk to our business manager. Uh, we're not really, uh, really <laughs> come true. I think you get one pass per interview. Uh, no, um, no, I believe no, we're um, we'll be looking to get it all sorted by. I'm going to say early to mid 2019. So we'll be looking about April, April 2019. Mm-hmm. Does that sound about right, Chris? It does indeed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, Spire. The, the the first Kickstarter we did Spire took just under a year to fulfil. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was our first big. Oh no! It was, book. It was, I think it was like eight months. Oh, it was eight months, wasn't it? I mean, like, yeah, when well, I mean, we got the uh, we got the PDF out in about six. Yeah, yeah, the PDF came out. I, I should also stress that like we've written our bits of it aside from the campaign. Our bits are yeah. done. Like uh, already, ninety percent of the book is one hundred percent done. 
uh, it's just uh, we're we're relying on the uh, on the other people to, to to get on time. So like that's the that's one that's one risk we're taking really in this mm-hmm. because we don't normally rely on other writers to get stuff out. And, and where we have, they've been a stretch goals really separate from the core book. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is our first uh, this is our first time working with multiple other authors on a single uh, physical product. So there may be some problems with that, but uh, I just to sort of own up to that as it were to to make sure to put, put that in people's minds because yeah. uh, that, that's just that's five times sorry nine times the number of things that could go wrong in right. someone's life as it were. Yeah. Um, but uh, but hopefully we're looking we're looking at yeah. April April May. Very nice. Yeah, that that's awesome. Pretty, I mean, shooting for a pretty quick turnaround. So, mm-hmm. God, I hope so. God, I hope that's right. What, what, what if I said it wrong? <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah, we'll um, find out. Yeah, yeah. But one of the nice things is that now we have really good relationships with distributors. We have really yeah. good relationships with our printers. Um, we use uh, an English company called Belmont. Um, and I don't know if you've if you've ever held one of the books, but they they do the Games Workshop books, um, mm-hmm. which are incredibly high quality um they make like immortal paper uh, paper and hardbacks i'm pretty sure you could beat someone to death with a copy of spire and still use it to run games <laughs> oh yeah I think I've, got, I've, I've got it sitting right here on my desk i picked it up at gen con it's a very very nice book very nice quality yeah. and uh, i mean everything about it yeah watch the thing around your kids as i said that is that is a lethal weapon so. <laughs> it is, it is for murder. Yeah. Um, but yeah that's one of the things that like as a company that we we said from the outset, like we wanted to do high quality physical products because mm. we could use things like um, print on demand or whatever, which for in some cases are very, very good quality, but they're harder to control mm. and they're harder for us to quality assess because it's print on demand. Mm. So we went with with a more expensive, admittedly, uh, company called Belmont, Belmont, Belmont um, who are absolutely amazing. We have an account manager. We have everything. Oh, oh it's nice having an account manager. It's nice having, nice having someone that we can call up and say, there's something wrong with this, rather than <laughs> r- rather than maneuvering into the digital realm of lightning source and hoping that we can hack the mainframe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've got all those relationships set up now. Yeah. And so... also, like, we, uh, our, our designer knows what the layout of the book looks like because she's already done one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So that's nice. You know, so Little yeah. hurdles like that are just stripped yeah. out of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that all works in your favor. Yeah, should be a much less painful process. Yeah. Um. um oh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say. I, I don't. I was going to say. I've hit everything. That I think. Do you, that do you have I was a fun gonna... question to end us on, as a sort of and finally, like in the news? <laughs> well, I did have one last question, but now I'm concerned it's not fun enough. Oh. Um, I, I was going to ask you guys if you. Cause I know a lot of role players who, who still only play like D and D or Pathfinder, right. Mm-hmm. And getting them to stray from that is kind of difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so wh- what would you say about Spire that would make someone who's only played one of those more classic games um, to want to play Spire to give it a shot? That's one Chris. question. Shall I, which, which one of us should say this? You, you can do it if you want. You sound like you have an idea. Oh, kind of. Okay, go for it. I, I tell you what, if I st- if you start falling, I'll jump in. Like, okay, so shall I be negative about D and D or positive about about our game? Because I've mainly got negative about D and D. Yeah, I usually right. go negative about D and D too. Yeah, so so like lead negative, but then go to the upward slope. <laughs> if I I love making characters in most games, but when it gets to feats o'clock, when I'm in a Pathfinder character, I fall asleep and hand my character. Sheet to the guy who the, the one guy who's at the table who likes feats. 
Mm-hmm. And thanks for existing, that hello, hello, Chris. <laughs> thanks for existing, that guy. Um, but I'm not them. I I have a problem with 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 uh, like having lots of numbers on the character sheet as well, like what my AC is, what like quite what a proficiency bonus is. I've run three campaigns with D and D fifth ed, and I'm not quite sure. And Spire is definitely not overburdened with rules. We have a very simple rule set. We have a we. I, I suppose we've almost gone to a more old school um, method of leaving stuff up to the GM and the players to 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 interact to interact between themselves and come to a conclusion. I think we we treat everyone like grown ups and expect mm. them to to use common sense. So there's a lovely there's a lovely passage in Numenara um, which uh, said that like. Uh, how how does fiction interact with rules? And there was this thing like a dart gun, which only works against exposed flesh. And what happens if you shoot someone who's got leather armor on? If you beat their AC, it's like, well, it's not going to go through the leather armor, no matter what their AC is, because it isn't going to isn't going to occur. You have to change the situation in some way, and you and you work with the fiction and the mechanics. Bump into that. Um, so plug into that, not bump into that. Um, <laughs> Just nudge it gently. So mechanically, Spire is very straightforward, very easy to grasp, and. The, we tried to make every power snacky and evocative and fun and tell a wider story about the world. Um, and the world is fun, isn't it? Yeah, it is fun. I guess it's fun. It is fun. Yeah, it, it is, is fun. fun and mm-hmm. confronting. Sorry? Fun and confronting. Yes, fun and confronting. It's it's a very confronting game to play. Is it? And right is a pair of white guys. That's um, that's that's some difficult stuff we've had to work through there. But thankfully, we do have sensitivity readers in place, and we to make sure we didn't monumentally fuck up. Yeah. At any point. Um. So we uh we uh, and also on on that point we've uh we've pushed for a greater inclusion of uh, people of color and uh, people of uh people from minority uh, communities to write for us. Uh, we still have a few white people writing for us uh, and mainly Coman had a really good idea about, <laughs> about doing, about doing a newspaper, but we, we've, we've, we've tried to go for a more, um, what's the word? Diverse group of people writing this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is important to us. We want to, we like, we want to try and make the industry a bit more accepting and welcoming and change the Absolutely. voices that are loud there. And just to go back quickly to the question about D and D into Spire. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the things uh, that I always get annoyed at in D and D is that that thing when a player asks you something and say like, "Can I do this?" and you mm. say, "I'll check." Mm. There's none of that in Spire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just go for it. Yeah. Quite um, often, you have an ability that just does it for you almost not like mm-hmm. autopilot but like you'll have the ability to change your face because you've got somebody else's blood on it mm. or, or something like that um and you you you're working on a game that is pure interpretation of the setting and how you interface with it rather than interpretation of the rules and then the setting mm. Um, and it's much more freeing to do that in my eyes. I think also one thing which, which I'd like to say, hey, D&D players, don't you hate the way that the GM has all the power? Don't you wish that you could surprise them by framing scenes in the middle of things which they weren't expecting, throwing their entire campaign off kilter? Spy can oh, do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris, yeah, like all yeah, the classes yeah. have something baked in to do that, which is really yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's that. There, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Chris. No, no, carry on. Oh, I was going to say there's that moment in, in the one that we featured on this show where 
I botched a roll and had a power that just kind of let me forget that I botched it and try it again. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean that's, that's that's a pretty straightforward one. But we've got and things it will, like, it will come back and bite yeah. you. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> things yeah. About, things about things about inventing, setting, and things about saying, oh, you know what, I want this to happen now. I mean, yeah. So uh, one, one of the classes um, can just quite quickly just say, I know that there's a pub nearby and it's named this. It is a fairly safe place. That's uh, that's yeah. an ability hard baked into the class. The landlord knows me. I don't know whether they like me still. Uh, the the idle class can say, I demand a party, and a party happens. Yep, that sort of thing. You know, that's fun. And you so can, you can start picking and choosing the setting as a player. Yeah, we, we we want to give people the capacity to lean into the bits they're interested in. We'll just wrap up there. Um, mm-hmm. If y'all just want to, any, any kind of just touch the bases of the Kickstarter or anything you want to hit real quick going out. Um, go to kickstarter.com forward slash the rest of the URL. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're recording this a month in advance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so there you go. Strata on Kickstarter. Um, we'll simply look at Twitter because we will be screaming. Yeah, mm-hmm. what you want to do is log in to the website twitter.com and it will be on your feed. Yeah, we're not going to shut up about this. Um, well, I can't wait to back it. Thank you. We yeah, can't, wait to, we can't wait to receive your money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, it does keep us fed. It does, it does keep food on the table. Yes, thank you so much for having us on the show, folks. Yeah, it's been yeah thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Visit Roll2PlayPodcast.com for more information. R-O-L-L-2PlayPodcast.com Like us over on Facebook at Roll2PlayPodcast. Follow us on Twitter at Roll2PlayPod. Have a question or comment? Email us at Roll2PlayPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to play with a game with us, just hit us up on any of our social media and let us know. And lastly, our music is the intro track from the Spellbreaker EP by Triatachion. Visit soundcloud.com slash Triatachion.